How's it going, everyone? And yes, I'm once again talking about the Pokemon starters. If you guys recall back in Season 1, I did a few episodes ranking the starters based on their types. Then, not too long ago, the Geeks and I did a tier list ranking all of them, and what a heated discussion that was. Shout out to you guys. Love you all. Anyway, it goes without saying that everyone has different reasons for picking a starter. Some players pick a starter because they think it's cute, or some like using a certain type or whatever. But what about from a gameplay perspective? What would be the best starter to use in a playthrough? That's what I'm here to talk about. In this episode, I'm going over every starter from a certain region to see which one would be the best to use in a playthrough. Most notably your fights against the Gym Leaders, Elite Four, and Champions. And the way we're going to determine who's the best is through a point system. Here's how it's going to work. If a starter has the type advantage over a certain Pokemon, they earn 2 points. If they can learn a super effective move via level up, TMs, or HMs, they get 1 point. Or if they have the type disadvantage, they get no points. Oh yeah, and if you hear the names of their evolved forms, it's because I'm considering what their likely forms will be by the time you reach a certain gym. For example, by the time you reach Brawly in the Gen 3 games, your Mudkip will likely have been a Marshchomp at that point. And since I don't want this episode to be too long, we're only covering Generations 1, 2, and 3 in this episode. But in terms of games, I'll be choosing the ones I personally think are the best from each generation. For Gen 1, we have Fire Red and Leaf Green. I know, technically they were released during the Gen 3 era, but they still take place in Kanto and in many ways improved over Red, Blue, and Yellow. For Gen 2, HeartGold and SoulSilver. Despite being remakes that came out during Gen 4, they were still a major improvement over Gold, Silver, and Crystal. And for Gen 3, Emerald. No, I didn't pick Emerald because it's my favorite game. Not only did it amplify what Ruby and Sapphire gave us, but provided a great sense of challenge. The same applies to the other games I mentioned. Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire were too fucking easy in my opinion. Speaking of which, this is all based on my opinion, so if you disagree with how I analyze these starters, that's fine. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are the best Pokemon starters to use in Generations 1, 2, and 3. We'll begin with Kanto slash Gen 1. And who better to start us off with than everyone's favorite plant, dinosaur, toad thing, Bulbasaur. Right off the bat, Bulbasaur can handle Brock's Geodude and Onix because they're both quad weak against grass. Same goes for Misty and her water types. Okay, they're not actually quad weak against grass, but you know what I mean. For Lieutenant Surge, though a grass type can resist a shockwave from Voltorb, Pikachu, and even Raichu, Ivysaur technically can't learn a super effective move at this point in the game, so it wouldn't be fair to give it a point. Sadly, Ivysaur won't help you against Erika because her Victory Bell, Tangua, and even Vileplume can resist all of Ivysaur's grass moves. Koga and Sabrina's teams won't be much better, especially when you realize Venusaur is weak to Sabrina's psychic types, plus that Venomoth which she has on her team for some weird ass reason. The same thing applies for Blaine and his fire types. We don't want to see our favorite mutated fire toad thing burst into flames now do we? <laughs> As for Giovanni, Venusaur can be useful against both his Ductrio and Rhyhorn twins. Moving on to the Elite Four, we have Lorelei and her Ice types. Now usually that will be a huge problem for Venusaur, but funny enough, most of her Ice types aside from Jinx are part of Water type, which means Venusaur has the type advantage, those members of course being Dugon, Cloyster, and Lapras. Hell, she even has a frickin' Slowbro which gives her an extra weakness to grass. Venusaur can also be useful against Bruno, because both of his Onyx are once again 4 times weak to grass. For Agatha, Venusaur can't really do anything sadly. That's because her two Gengar, plus Haunter, 
our Park Poison type, unless you teach Earthquake to fight against our Arbok. Unfortunately, Lance and his quote-unquote Dragon team will be too much for Venusaur to handle. Finally, we have Blue, and looking at his Charizard team, Venusaur can only take care of Rhydon. Granted, it can handle Executor with Sludge Bomb, but you don't get that move until the post-game, which kinda sucks. Anyway, if you add up all the points, Bulbasaur has a total of 25 points, which is kinda sad because I love Bulbasaur. Next up, we have Game Freak's secret favorite child, Charmander. Normally, Charmander can't help you against Brock's team, but in the Gen 1 remakes, it could learn Metal Claw at level 13, which gives you some hope. Sadly, Metal Claw won't help you against Misty or Noir types. However, you can teach the Dig TM to Charmeleon before you face Surge, which is pretty useful. Charmeleon can easily handle Erika's team, as for Koga, if you kept Dig on Charizard, you can use it against Muk, since the rest of his team have the Levitate ability. You just have to pray to Arceus it doesn't spam Minimize before Dig can land. <laughs> but it does have plenty of coverage against Sabrina's Venomoth, and if you still have Dig, you can deal some damage to Blaine's team. For Giovanni, Charizard can feasibly handle his whole team, as long as you have Dig for Needle King and Needle Queen. Or, if you remember to grab the Solar Beam TM from the mansion on Cinnabar Island, you have coverage against Dugtrio, and of course, his Rhyhorn Twins. As expected, Charizard does fairly well against Lorelei's team. Even though it only has the type advantage over Jinx, it can handle the rest of its team with fine-type moves like Brick Break, and of course, Solar Beam, especially for Slowbro. Against Bruno, Charizard has the type advantage over Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, and Machamp due to its fine typing, but can also hit the two Onyx with Solar Beam, Brick Break, or Dig. Actually, never mind Dig, because at this point in the game, you likely will have obtained the Earthquake TM, which is a much better option. For Agatha, Charizard can only really be useful against Arbok, assuming that you taught it Earthquake. But, Charizard can assert his dominance over Lance's team by hitting both of his Dragonair twins and even Dragonite with Dragon Claw and Steel Wing against Aerodactyl, though that's a little risky. As for Blue and his Blastoise team, Charizard only has the type advantage over Exeggutor, but can still be useful against Arcanine and Rhydon with Earthquake, and of course, Solar Beam for Blastoise. That being said, Charmander has a grand total of 46 points, which hurts my soul, but rules are rules. Don't worry Charmander, I still love you. <laughs> now we're left with Squirtle, who can easily wipe the floor with Brock because his team is also 4 times weak to water. For Misty, Wartortle can't really handle Staryu, but can deal super effective damage with Bite against Starmie, who's part Psychic. Okay, normally Wartortle won't help you against Surge, unless you taught it Dig. Yes, to my surprise, Wartortle can learn Dig, which is fucking nuts! Granted, I don't recommend using against Surge, but the option is still there for you. Personally, I don't recommend using Wartortle against Erica, unless you have the balls to teach it Blizzard from the Celadon department store, or piss away your life savings to buy the Ice Beam TM from the game corner. Like the case with Charizard, Blastoise can only handle Muck if it knows Dig. But for Sabrina's team, it can use Bite to deal super effective damage against her Kadabra, Mr. Mime, and even Alkazam. Sadly for Blaine, he has to watch in despair as his Ponyta, Growlithe, Rabidash, and Ace Arcanine get easily washed away by super effective water moves, and you can bet your asses Giovanni will suffer the same fate. Against Lorelei, if you top Blastoise Brick Break, it can handle most of her team, but with Bite, it can handle Jinx and Slowbro. As expected, Blastoise can only really handle Bruno and his two Onyx. For Agatha, Blastoise can use Bite against her Ghost types, and if it knows Ice Beam or Blizzard, it can take care of her Golbat, as well as either Dig or Earthquake against Arbok. Again, I recommend Earthquake. And using those said Ice-type moves, Blastoise can easily wipe out Lance's Dragon-types, and it has a type advantage over Aerodactyl. That brings us to Blue and his Venusaur team, 
Believe it or not, Blastoise can handle the whole team except for Gyarados. It has the type advantage over Arcanine and Rhydon, it can use Bite against Alkazam, and it can hit both Pidgeot and Venusaur with the aforementioned Ice-type TMs. Which means, if you count all the points, Squirtle has a grand total of 59 points. Holy shit. I guess Squirtle is more useful than I thought before. But let's see how the other starters stack up. Next up, we have the Johto region. Starting with everyone's favorite adorable yet useless radish thing, Chikorita. Who can't do anything against Falconer's Pidgey or Pidgeotto. Same thing goes for Bugsy and his bug types, which is pretty fucking sad. However, Bayleaf can learn Rock Smash, which will give you a fighting chance against Whitney's team. That of course being Clefairy and her evil Miltank. Of course, Bayleaf finds itself in a predicament against Morty because all of his ghost types are part poison. For Chuck, however, it can at least deal with Polyrath, but not Primate. We all know Steel types resist grass moves, but using Bayleaf against Jasmine has some benefits. Again, if you talk Rock Smash, it can handle both their Magnemites and Steelix. But believe it or not, Bayleaf will be the best option to use against Price, because his entire team of Seal, Dugon, and even Piloswine are weak to grass moves, despite them knowing ice moves. As for Claire, Meganium won't be able to do shit. Now it's time for the Elite Four, starting with Will. As expected, Meganium will only be useful against Slowbro because of the type advantage, but sadly, Meganium won't help you against any of Koga's poison types, unless you tie Earthquake against Muk. Meganium also has the obvious type advantage over Bruno's Onyx. For Karen, you could use Rock Smash against your Umbreon, and test your luck by using Earthquake against Houndoom. I don't recommend it, but it's still optional. Unfortunately, Meganium gets no points against Lance. No joke, his Gyarados, Aerodactyl, Charizard, and the three hacked Dragonite he has are all built to wreck Meganium's shit. Now, before I move on to Cyndaquil, I want to go over the battle against Red because it's kind of important. After thinking about it, Meganium will only help you out against Blastoise and Lapras, if you're lucky to avoid Blizzard, and Snorlax if it knows Rock Smash, although technically you can also use Earthquake against Pikachu. In total, Chikorita has 26 points, which is fucking crazy to think that it's literally one point above Bulbasaur, but whatever, rules are rules, though I still think Bulbasaur is 100 times better. Just saying. <laughs> Next, we have our beloved Flaming Rodent thing, Cyndaquil. Sadly, it doesn't know any moves to handle Falconer, but once it becomes Quilava, it can make quick work at Bugsy's Metapod, Kakuna, and his Scyther. And just like Bayleaf, teaching it Rock Smash will give you some hope against Whitney. Unfortunately, Quilava can't learn any super effective moves to help you against Morty or Chuck. Although, you can watch him melt Jasmine's whole team with super effective fire moves. Normally, the fire starter would be ideal for Price, but he has two water types, so only Piloswine is weak to fire moves. Though you can at least hit Dugon with either Rock Smash or Rock Tomb. Once again, our starter won't help us against Claire because Dragon types resist fire moves. That plus she has two frickin' water types. However, one of them is Gyarados, so if you want to challenge yourself, you could land a Rock Tomb on it. But for Will, it's a hell of a lot easier because Typhlosion can handle his Jinx, Executor, as well as use Rock Tomb for both of his Zatsu, and Solar Beam against Slowbro. Typhlosion can also handle Koga's whole team. It has the type advantage over Aridos, Venomoth, and Fortress, I still don't understand why the fuck he even has that. Not only that, it can use Rock Tomb for Crobat, and if you taught it Earthquake, you have coverage against Muk. You can also use that move for Bruno's Onyx if you're feeling ballsy. For Karen, Typhlosion can handle most of her team except for Gengar. Having the type advantage over Vileplume, and using Earthquake, Rock Tomb, and Rock Smash, you have coverage for Houndoom, Murkrow, and Umbreon. Once again, Lance will be a problem for our starter. Unless Typhlosion still has Rock Tomb, which can deal some damage to his whole team. Hell, Typhlosion can also do some work against Red. Aside from easily handling Venusaur, 
It can use Earthquake for Pikachu, Rock Slide for Charizard, Solar Beam for both Blastoise and Lapras, and if your Typhlosion knows a Fine-type move like the aforementioned Rock Smash, or better yet, Focus Blast, you have coverage for Snorlax. That being said, Cyndaquil has a grand total of 51 points, about half of what Chikorita got, as it should. <laughs> but let's see how Totodile does. Well, like his buddies, it can't learn any super effective moves for Falconer, but with Rock Tomb, it can handle Bugsy's team. Again, Rock Smash will help you against Whitney. However, Croconaut can learn Bite via Level Up, which will give you great coverage for Morty's Ghastly, his Haunter Twins, and of course, Gengar. Though it won't help you against Chuck, it does have the type advantage over Jasmine Steelix. Or if you want to test your luck, you could try landing Rock Smash on both their Magnemite. I wouldn't though. Much like the case with Kalava, Croconaut has the type advantage over Piloswine and can hit Dugon with Rock Smash. But, Feraligator is actually the best starter to use against Quare. Why? Because it can learn Ice Fang via level up, and it's a saving grace against her two Dragonairs. Not to mention using Rock Tomb for Gyarados. And using Crunch, Feraligator can sweep Will's entire team. Against Koga, you can use Ice Fang for Crobat, Earthquake for Mug, and Rock Tomb for both Ariados and Venomoth. After embarrassing Bruno and his two Onyx, Feraligator can easily deal with Houndoom, as well as using Ice Fang against Murkrow and Vileplume, and Rock Smash for Umbreon. Oh yeah, can't forget about using Crunch for Gengar. But if you think that's impressive, Feraligator is literally made for wrecking Lance's whole team. How? It has the type advantage over Charizard and Aerodactyl, you can use Ice Fang on all three of his Dragonite, and if you still have Rock Tomb, you have a solid way to deal super effective damage on Gyarados. But what about Red? Well, aside from having the type advantage over Charizard, Feraligator can use Superpower or Brick Break against Lapras and Snorlax. You can also use Earthquake against Pikachu, but that's risky. And Ice Fang for Venusaur. Again, that's risky. But the options are still there for you. With that said, Totodile has a grand total of 54 points. Just barely above Cyndaquil, which is nuts. But let's move on to my personal favorite trio. That being the Hoenn starters, which are sadly the last starters we're going to be talking about in this episode. Starting with Trico, the most underrated member of this trio. Hey, that rhymed. Hmm. As expected, Trico can easily handle Roxanne's Geodude twins and Nosepass because of type advantage, but doesn't have any options for Brawly. If you teach Grovile Rock Smash, you have coverage against Watson's Magnemite and Magneton. Normally, I would advise not to use Grovile for your fight against Flannery, but if you really want to, you could teach it Rock Tomb to hit both their Slugma and Torkoal, as long as you don't get incinerated by Overheat. With Rock Smash, Grovile can deal super effective damage against Norman's whole team, that of course being Lightnoon, Spinda, Vigoroth, and Slacking. As expected, Winona can pose a challenge for Grovile, unless you have Rock Tomb for Swablu, Tropius, Pelipper, and Altaria. But Tate and Liza will be a pushover because Sceptile has the type advantage over Claydol, Solrock, and Lunatone. But if you still have Pursuit or Rock Tomb, you have an answer for Zatu as well. Wand's team and water types also fall to Sceptile, namely Love Disk, Wishcash, Celio, and Crawdons. Kingdra can piss off. Moving on to the Hoenn Elite 4, Sceptile can handle Sydney's entire team having the type advantage over Crawdons, and using Fury Cutter, Rock Smash, or better yet, Brick Break, you have coverage for Mightyana, Shiftry, Cacturn, and Absol. If you still have Pursued, Sceptile can deal pitiful yet super effective damage on Phoebe's Bayonet duo and Dusclops duo. Sableye obviously didn't have any weaknesses back then. Sceptile also has the type advantage over Glacia's two Celios and Wolrain, but with Brick Break and Rock Tomb, you do have an answer for a two Glalie. Although, if you taught Sceptile Dragon Claw, you can deal with Drake's entire team. 
I'd imagine Sheldon and Flygon won't be too much of a problem, but you have to be cautious about his Kingdra, Altaria, and of course, Salamence. As for the champion fight against Wallace, Sceptile can handle his entire team of water types. Not only does it have the type advantage over Wailord, Wishcash, and Milotic, it can hit Gyarados for Rock Tomb, Fury Cutter, or better yet, Aerial Ace for Ludicolo. That little fucker likes to spam double team. <laughs> and Earthquake for Tentacruel. But let's finish things off with everyone's favorite silver haired pretty boy, Steven Stone. Aside from having the type advantage over Claydol, it can hit Armalto and Kratilly with Iron Tail. Brick Break is also a solid option. And Earthquake for Akron and Metagross. Sadly, nothing against Skarmory. In total, Trico has 71 points, which is insane to think about. So much for being the most useless one. Nick, I expect an apology from you. No offense, Nick. Love you, buddy. Anyway, let's move on to Torchic. Of course, it won't help you against Roxanne, but once it becomes Combuskin and learns Peck, you have an answer for Brawly's Machop, Metatite, and Makuita. Combuskin can also handle Watson's Magnemite and Magneton, but won't fare much against Flannery's fire types. Unless you once again teach it Rock Tomb for Slugma and Torkoal, Kabuskin also has the type advantage over Norman's entire team, as well as when known as Skarmory and Tropius. Plus, you can use Rock Tomb against the rest of her team. Tate and Liza end up becoming a roadblock for Blaziken, and while Wan would normally be one too, Blaziken could at least hit Crawdon and Celio with super effective fighting moves. Without question, Blaziken can sweep Sydney's entire team, as well as Glacius' whole team because it can't do shit against Phoebe, sadly. Or Drake, thinking about it. Though there's always Rock Tomb against Altaria. If you want to take your chances against Wallace, you could try to land Rock Tomb on Gyarados, Aerial Ace for Ludicolo, and Earthquake for Tentacruel. On the plus side, Blaziken could solo Steven's whole team aside from Claydol. When you add the points, Torchic has 60 points, which is a little unfortunate. I guess Blaziken isn't as OP as we thought. Don't worry, Torchic, I still love you. Hmm. Finishing up this episode, we have the adorable Mudkip, who can dominate Roxanne and Watson's teams respectively including the latter's Electric and Manectric once it becomes Marshtomp. Sadly, you won't have an answer for Brawly in between those fights, but Marshtomp can also dominate Flannery's whole team, including your Nomel and Camerupt. If it knows Rock Smash, you once again have coverage for Norman's team. If you saw Rock Tomb or Ice Beam, Marshtomp can handle Winona's whole team except for Skarmory. Tate and Liza won't be a problem for Swampert either. Not only does it have the type advantage over three of their Pokemon, but he can handle Zatu with Ice Beam. With Rock Smash or Brick Break, you can deal with Wands, Crawdon, and Celio, as well as Sydney's whole team, though Ice Beam will be better for his park grass types. Once again, you have no options against Phoebe, but Brick Break will be more than enough against Glacius' team. Same goes for Drake's whole team with Ice Beam. Wallace may pose a bit of a challenge, but once again, you can always take Gyarados to Rock Tomb, and its ground typing gives it coverage for Tentacruel. And just like Sceptile, Swampert can dominate Steven's team except for Skarmory, considering he has the type advantage over Akron, Armalto, Claydol, and even Metagross, Gradilly would have to be hit by either Brick Break or Ice Beam. That being said, Mudkip has a total of 66 points, which is definitely shocking because I was honestly predicting Mudkip to be the winner. But it is what it is. And, based on Eric's starter analysis, the best starters to use in the first three regions are Squirtle, Totodile, and Trico. I'm sure none of you were expecting this. Hell, I wasn't even expecting these results. Yet, that's what made this episode more fun in my opinion. It sucks that none of the fire types came out on top. But don't worry, I have a feeling that's going to change in the next volume. Hmm. Anyway, what do you guys think of my analysis? Which starter do you think is the best to use in these games? And are there any things you would want to add? Let us know on our Discord server or DM us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to list us on all available listening platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. 
Check us out on Twitch at Eman the Legendary, Nuclear Bacon, Scriptwalk Games, and Carabite. Also, tell your friends and family about us, especially any Pokemon fans you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.